Hey everyone, this is Kristen, and this is the recap for episode 232, and here with me today is... Allison! Hi, I'm here too! Woo woo! Yeah! yeah. Ladies! <laughs> uh, happy to be here, everybody. Um, but let's not forget our Patreon. This episode is sponsored by Alan Wright. You can become a sponsor for as little as $1 a month, and we will continue to release exclusive tidbits for sponsors. And we have our new Facebook page, our new Dumbledore um, office Facebook page, where you can talk with other great fans, but you have to know the password, and you have to be able to sponsor us to get into that exclusive little chat room right there. And it's a lot of fun to talk with us and other really big fans. So head on over to Patreon and support us, please. Just like Alan. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 dig into recap. Let's dive in. So our first comment comes from Lisa. Uh, well, let's remind you what the episode was last week. What was the episode last week? Yeah. Last week's episode was on the forest again, which I'm so sad I couldn't be on that chapter because Ugh, it's one of my favorites. No. And I specifically said I have to be off that chapter because I did the chapter in book seven. And I don't know if listeners remember the photo they posted off after because Caleb kept doing these quotes. And I was crying throughout the whole episode. And I was like, I'm not putting myself through that again. Like, I literally had a stockpile of tissues because I'm like, oh, yeah, Caleb, I had to keep muting myself because I was crying so hard. And I was like, I, I can't do that again. <laughs> So it looks like a lot of you had a lot of really great comments on the episode, which is mm-hmm. awesome. We're so glad that we could come back and revisit again with you. And our first one is from Lisa, who says, It's interesting to ponder over how the ring actually works. In the legend, the brother brings back his dead lover, but she's not really the same person anymore. Dying will do that to you. In this chapter, however, I've always imagined that Harry summons versions of his loved ones who tell him what he wants to hear, which would comfort him most of the time. I've seen some people online point out how creepy it is that his parents and Sirius and Remus are so okay with him basically committing suicide at Voldemort's hands after they gave their lives for him. I can see their point, but I've always thought that those who appeared were figments of Harry's imagination, which is why they were so peaceful instead of crying or trying to get him to reconsider. I don't remember what happened to the ring in the end, but assuming it's still intact, could someone have found it and maybe brought back, say, Voldemort? As Voldemort was so afraid of dying, he would probably be very grateful and not like the brother's girlfriend who had found peace but had been forcefully brought back to life. This also reminds of those Buffy episodes when she dies for a while but her friends bring her back and then she's happy about it on some level but also sad because she was finally at peace. Sorry for the spoiler. But that show's been out for over 20 years, so that was Maya. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I've never seen it and I'm fine (gasps) with it. (laughs) No. I know, I know, I know, I know. I you have to go watch Buffy. It's the, oh, mm. it's so good. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. We'll see. Um, <laughs> no, it's amazing. Seriously, it's amazing. You'd love it. <laughs> um, this is an interesting comment. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't, I personally think it is actually them. Um, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And I think they're okay with it to kind of a- address that because they all understand that it's a sacrifice that needs to be made like their own deaths were agreed. Um, and that it's a noble, it's a noble death, um, Mm -hmm. that he's trying to make things better for everybody else. And so I think they, they do, they come and they're, they're there to help Harry not be afraid. Um, 
and to just kind of give him some comfort. But I definitely think it's not Harry's imagination. No, I agree. I absolutely 100% agree with you on that. It's because it is them and it is that sacrifice. Like, of course, they're not going to be crying for him and everything like that. They're there to be his support because that is what he needs right now. And that's what they know has got to happen. And so they're going to be here, be there for him and support him 100% and help him along the way. And it's just, uh, it's so much. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love that, that chapter so much. It's even though he is going to be dying for everybody, they're not sad about it either. They're like, this is who you are. This is what you were meant to be. We are going to be here for you every step of the way. Yeah. And as for what happens to the stone, it gets squished, doesn't it? Like he drops it on the ground and then. I think in the in movie, he just drops it on the ground, right? I think he does that in the book, too. Like, he, it talks about in the okay. book how he, it, like, slips from his fingers. And I think J.K.R. Yeah. said that, like, it got trampled as the centaurs came out of the woods. And so it's Something been buried. Like that, yeah. But I know in the movie you don't see, like, any, you just see it, like, drop to the ground. Or yeah. I, I'm pretty but, yeah, sure think- it's, like, pretty thoroughly lost. Um, yeah. But, I mean, again, who knows? Somebody could always find it later on and maybe she'll write a new song. <laughs> I do have to say, though, since they brought up the Buffy episode, the the episode where she kind of really confronts the fact that she was dead and at peace and then came back is the musical episode. So now <laughs> I kind of want a musical episode of Harry coming of Harry. Back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's very funny. Uh, yeah, now I'll have to see that compare. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You'd like it. <laughs> All right, the next comment comes from You're Just as Sane as I Am, and they say, First of all, I love, love, love this episode. I will admit to tearing up every single time quotes from the chapter were read. That was me last time, too. <laughs> I totally agree that it it is one of the beautifully written chapters in the Harry Potter series, and you guys did a fantastic job discussing it once again. Secondly, why I think that The Resurrection Stone in Deathly Hallows Part 2 was done wonderfully, I did have one tiniest problem with it, and that would have been to um, to be the lack of Lupin love. Just like Michael, I too am a huge Remus Lupin fan. He's a very close second with Luna Lovegood for me. I have been lamenting the fact of Lupin and Tonk's relationship in the film since Half-Blood Prince, which is another discussion, discussion or rant for another time. So when Harry mentions to Lupin his son, who is never really mentioned at all up until this scene in the movie in the forest, it doesn't carry the same weight as it does in the seventh book. Teddy doesn't even show up in the epilogue scene. Harry and Lupin's relationship is put under strain, is made whole again when Harry is made Teddy's godfather. That's what makes this scene all the more heartbreaking. Those moments are some of my favorite in the Deathly Hallows book, and if Lupin's and Tonk's love story had been done right in the films, the Resurrection Stone would have been beyond perfect. Hate to nitpick such an emotional scene, but I will fight for Lupin's love if I need to do so. And I perfectly agree with this as well. Like, the movie botched the whole thing. And Lupin in that scene in the movie, they shouldn't even have him. Yeah, like it makes no sense <laughs> he from be what there. they build up. Yeah. Yes, no, I totally exactly. agree. And it just oh, it still bothers me that they had they cast Teddy Lupin. Like 
He had yeah. an actor. I'm pretty sure yes. they like filmed something with him, yeah. but he's not there. Like, yeah. And I'm like, please give me Teddy. Like, I I want like they do with Lord of the Rings. Give me the extended edition of this movie and seriously. I will watch it. I will pay hardcore money for it. Seriously. Because like, it the movie doesn't make any sense with Lupin even being at that scene no. to me. And so I completely agree because with Because they comment. don't they don't have Lupin and Harry's fight and then how they make yeah. up and then like no. And the Godfather part, yeah, all of that is. And the out. Godfather part and like And they skip over well we're expect like I mean they don't even say we're expecting really. They just kinda barely They don't even say they were married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and yeah, exactly. You're like, where the heck you see them getting that relationship status in Half Blood Prince and then it's like wait Five seconds later, wait, they're together? Now they're married? Now they're having no kids? Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Again, books and movies. Darn you. Yeah. They do that to us. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Our next comment comes from Traveling in a Blue Box, which is our friend Aurelia, um, actually. And she says, Harry having the choice to come back or go on is going back to the basis of Harry Potter. Choices. The whole series is about choices and choosing wisely. It is also about following your heart in hard decisions. Especially in Deathly Hallows, Harry and his friends have to face harder choices and face the consequences of them. Horcruxes or Hallows being another big one. But Harry pretty much has unfinished business. Voldemort is not yet dead and his urge to help protect his friends is bigger than venturing off with his loved ones. Because the real world still has a lot to offer, including his friends and surrogate family. And I think Harry would have never forgiven himself for not going back to his friends. Ooh, I'm going to pick up on a phrase. This phrase of unfinished business. A lot of Mm -hmm. times in a lot of mythologies, that's the basis for how people become ghosts. So it's very interesting to think that Harry died. He had unfinished business. But instead of becoming a Mm -hmm. ghost, like a lot of mythologies say, happen, he just comes back to life to finish it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I could see that. I mean, it just brings back to he's making these right choices for this moment. So it's not really his time just to go yet. Like he needs to be there and and help out his friends and, you know, the surrogate family that he has and everything like that. Like, like, yeah, the unfinished business. It's not it's not his time yet. He still needs to accomplish so much more because it's not just him accomplishing it. He's accomplishing it for other, all those around him. Yeah. And our last comment comes from Huffleclaw. First, I love this episode. I will likely make another comment later, but I have not reread the chapter yet and want to do so before I dive into the comments. Plus, I would like to re-listen to the episode. I wanted to expand a little bit on the self-sacrifice theme that was discussed in this episode, particularly with Jean Grey and the X-Men series. For those unfamiliar with the comics, the X-Men were returning from a mission in space when their ship had trouble entering the atmosphere. Jean used her powers to shield the ship from the intense heat, but it was too much for her to bear and she cried out for help. The Phoenix Force, an intergalactic godlike entity, heard her cry and gave her the strength to hold on. But the cost was she got put in a pod in the Caribbean, I think, see, and she was basically comatose and then the Phoenix Force basically took over her powers and body. Another example is the end of the first season of Stranger Things, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it. That's why I put that comment in there. <laughs> the Stranger Things. It's a theme today. Um, yes, I know, right? Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, 
since they brought up Stranger Things, now I'm thinking about, first of all, the phrase goodbye, Mike, will make me cry for the end of time. Um, oh, my gosh. And then... But it, it's a common theme. Like, yeah. Like, just, you know, that this does happen because there is that one person who's willing to sacrifice themselves for the better of humankind for yeah. everybody else, which we see in the real world too happen all the time. Yeah. So it's great to see that carry over. Also interesting, since they brought up Stranger Things, the beginning of season two is almost like what happens after this chapter. Um, mm-hmm. It's thinking about the people. Okay, here's a spoiler alert. I'll be vague, though. Um, it's thinking about the people that she wants to get back to and she needs to get back to that helps her get out of where she ended up at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to cry. It's fine. No, but in that, and it's a common theme with other, you know, it's yeah, trying to find yourself and then realizing what that self means and how much better you are off helping out like the friends and family and being yeah. on that side. And again, Captain America, the, other it's comment, the whole end of the first Avenger. It's yeah. And it all goes back to those choices because some people don't make that choice and won't sacrifice and end yeah. up going on this way different other path but then you'll have some of these characters who decide you know what this is the choice i'm gonna make i am gonna help for the you know greater good or something like that which again we see in real life different people choosing different paths and deciding not to help or to help you know it's it's the occurring theme all over yeah and and all our nerdy books and tv shows that we watch or comics we read or for sure movies all that stuff yeah Trying to help out the world. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to everybody for commenting. I enjoyed reading all your comments. And if you would like to head over and divulge more information and head into this discussion, just head on over to alohamore.mugglenet.com and put in your inputs because we all love to read them. <laughs> and don't forget to check out our Patreon. Just one more reminder. That is at patreon.com slash alohamora. Super easy, and I will say the new Facebook chat that we have is really fun. So if you want to be a part of that, you'll need to get a password and be a Patreon sponsor. And don't forget to listen to our upcoming episode, which is episode 232. And we are talking about your favorite and our favorite ships. Woo-woo. So head on over and we'll talk about that. It's a really fun episode. Um, yes. Got a lot of really fun stuff planned. A very great episode. Well, thanks for letting us talk to you all. I'm Kristen Keys. And I'm Allison Sigurd. Mischief managed. <laughs> <laughs>